There are quite a few things I'm still trying to figure out in my life. And on that list are my thoughts about social media. I'm sure you've read articles and heard conversations about the positive and the negative effects of social media. But what does it all really mean? Like seriously, I've read over 15 articles alone as research for this episode, and I felt they were all saying the same generic stuff. For example, social media can destroy relationships. Don't compare yourself to people you see on Instagram because it's fake. Followers and likes are causing individuals to become narcissistic. Social media can cause cheating. Blase, blase, blase. Now, I'm not saying none of those statements aren't true. I just wish these articles would also provide some additional context along with them. So I decided to make an episode about it. You're listening to Tariscope, a podcast series that discusses the magical world of dating and relationships as a millennial. Each episode, I share my perspective on dating rules, stigmas, and trending topics surrounding love and love loss. Because this is a dating and relationship podcast, you know I have to start off talking about social media and dating. There are so many elements to social media and dating to choose from, like going public, throwing subs when you're mad at someone, getting jealous and or I'll say weary by things your significant other may post and or like. Now, in the beginning, I didn't know how to begin this conversation. But after a little bit of thought, I was like, you know what, I'll start off with the decision of going public or keeping a relationship private. Now, obviously, this isn't a test, so there is no wrong answer to this. I can only provide my thoughts and how I choose to navigate my dating life and what I share on my Instagram. And for me, Atara Johnson, for the most part, I like to keep my shit off the World Wide Web, okay? And to be honest with y'all, there has been a few times I've been in a whole ass relationship or talking to someone seriously and never alluded to any of it on my social media platforms because I just like to keep my privacy away from like everything sometimes. And I will say I got caught slipping one time in a relationship. I reposted um, a picture of us on Instagram. And for me, that was such a learning lesson to say the very least. In this relationship, we were on again, off again, on again, off again, on again and off again, right? And I remember the first time we broke up, I deleted our picture from my page. And it was believe I believe it was either his sister or his cousin that reached out to him and was like, hey, what happened to you guys? Are y'all okay? Because I saw that you're no longer on her page. And I was like, damn, girl, like mind your fucking business. And then after some thinking, I was like, she, I can't even say that shit to her because I made it her business by posting us on my page in the first place. So needless to say, after that failed relationship, another man has not graced my Instagram feed. And before the Cardi B song stuck in her bar about if a nigga, um, basically if you're not married, you're not going on my gram, I used to joke with my friends about that all the time, like all the time. In my mind, I just wanna pop up and be like, y'all, I'm married. Post it on Instagram and motherfuckers will be like, what? Like, Atara, when the hell did you get a man to be married? And where have you been hiding him this whole time? 
And then, you know, Gemini's, I'm a low-key bipolar. As soon as I get in a good little relationship or I got a good little thing going on, all I want to do is plaster it on social media. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know, like, hey, you guys, I'm taken, I'm off the market, and I want to flaunt it in all my exes' faces, you know, just so they know they lost a real one. They let a real one go. And you might be thinking, Natara, that shouldn't be the mindset you have about wanting to flaunt it to your exes. But sometimes I like to brag. Like, sometimes I really want to just show off and let motherfuckers know. Because I'm human. And I think that's okay. Anywho, the next element of dating and social media I must talk about is when people use Twitter or Instagram as their personal diary. And I'm guilty of this. I'm definitely guilty of this. But in my defense, I used to do this during my younger college days. I can say I no longer throw subliminal memes or those quotes that just so happen to pertain to my dating life at this particular moment anymore. Now, because I'm always honest with you, I'm not going to lie. There has been many, many a multitude of times that I wanted to post something, but I always stop myself for two reasons. The first reason is I don't want to have to delete it once I'm no longer in my feelings. And then the other reason is by posting this, this kind of don't pertain to me quote meme that really pertains to my life is putting the world back in my business. And I told you, I'm not trying to put nobody back in my business until I'm a married woman. Now, if those two reasons aren't good enough for you, Another reason to stop with those subliminal messages is it can be a huge turnoff to someone that you're dating, okay? I remember this one guy, it somehow came up in conversation, and I was like, yeah, I don't do that. It's just weird to me. Because when I see like certain people I follow do it, especially in the Insta stories, I'm just like, I want to call him like, hey, you good? Your relationship good? Because now I'm curious because I talked to you like a week ago and everything was peachy clean. So now you're just putting people in your business that like something happened in your relationship, an argument or whatever. And not everything or every disagreement needs to be shared with your friends and your followers um, at the moment where you're you're angry or frustrated with them. Like, let sometimes you got to just let it calm down, let yourself settle and then think about your actions, okay? Because at the end of the day, you're two people in a relationship and y'all should be able to hash it out respectfully and privately because the whole wide world don't need to know about it, okay? That's all I'm saying. And then to bring this portion of social media and dating realness to a close, y'all know I have to give my opinion about the likes and the posting of certain people's stuff. Now, I would love to be able to sit at my desk and tell you I've never been in my fields based off something my boo might have posted, but I can't. Seeing your significant other or your person, whatever you want to call them, like a risque photo of another man or woman can sting a little bit. And I'm okay with that. Like, I think that's really normal. We're humans. We have feelings. And if you have a quick second of jealousy, I cool, you know? Shake it off, keep it moving. I remember this one dude I was dating pointed out how I liked every single Instagram post from Lance Stevenson, okay? Every single one. <laughs> I don't think I missed a post. Anytime I saw it, I double tapped real quick. And so 
when he said it, he brought it up in conversation. He mentioned it. I was just like, oh, I'm not going to lie. I was hella surprised he even noticed in the first place that I like every single fucking post. But from his point of view, I can see like how that can be like, I like you don't miss one. So I could see it like I would I would see it if I was him and the shoes were on the other foot. So out of respect, I decided to fall back on liking every single picture of Lance Stevenson's. If I seen something that was a little risque, I would just look at it and I would just keep scrolling because <laughs> I'm human. So I'm not saying don't look at it because it's on your feed. You follow me, you're going to see it. But, you know, you don't got to double tap it. So where I think becomes a thin line with everything is if your partner is heart eye emoji, uh, water emoji, all this extra shit, like thirst trap photos, every thirst trap photo they see, they have a comment for. Now that to me is a little alarming and cause an eyebrow to be raised. I look at it as nobody wants to be with somebody who is just lustful over everybody. I mean, we are all aware that there are beautiful and handsome people in the world, but have some fucking couth and some class, especially, especially on public platforms. Another red flag, if I can even call it that, is someone who posts a bunch of those ain't shit memes and Twitter screenshots when they're single. The reason why I think this is a red flag is, I'll give you an example. Let's say someone retweets about how there aren't any more loyal men or women out there in the world or how you got to move out of a certain city, let's say like Atlanta, to find a partner. You have like five to ten of those kind of posts before I realize that you the fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? Because if you keep finding yourself attracting the same kind of ain't shit kind of individual, it's not the city that you fucking live in. It's not, because there's people in the city who are married, in love, faithful, happy, living, best, great lives and shit. So if you keep attracting all these ain't-shit-ass people, it's you, <laughs> like you the problem. And I don't want to date you and your problematic ass. I'm Gucci over here. So for me, that's why it's always a red flag. I know this person that me and my sister both follow on um, a platform. I won't say which platform, but on a platform... Always does it like this. Always like commenting and posting on like everything that's relationship based, but it's hardly ever like super positive stuff, you know. And that's just a red flag. It's just it's just distasteful overall. I can say, but I feel like I can keep going on and on and on about this because it really bothers me when people are so thirsty on the gram. Like relax. So anywho, I want to kick this next conversation off talking about the fakeness of social media. Sometimes I think there's a very thin line between social media and reality, and other times I feel like they're miles apart. Let me explain what I mean. I think the thin line between social media and reality is when someone chooses to share only the positive moments in their lives to the world. So you might only see them at their best. So they may tweet about a job promotion or post on Instagram when they got dressed up to go to a wedding. But because these are their realities, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I don't feel like it is quote unquote fake or creating a false narrative about their life. How I look at it is it's in the same light as when you're telling a coworker or a friend of a friend about what you did this past weekend. 
you provide them with a general overview of your life in this, you know, the weekend. So you might not go into details about how you were smoking, you didn't tell them how you had five shots of tequila, or how you ended up crashing on your friend's couch because you couldn't drive and make it home last night, okay? You glaze over certain details, and you might do this because you don't like them like that, you don't know them like that, or you just might not be comfortable with your relationship at that moment. But overall, you present yourself in a positive light only. And that, to me, is what sharing only positive stuff on social media is. Now, we do, on the other hand, have individuals whose social media and realities are miles apart, okay? They portray a lifestyle that they don't truly live up to or don't truly live at all on different social media platforms. Okay, we all seen that shit show what happened with Derek Jackson and his cheating scandal last month in March. He was out here portraying that he's a happily married man who would never, ever, ever, ever cheat on his wife. But unfortunately, the world found out how fraudulent those claims were. Now, I'm not here to throw stones or cast judgment upon this man because that's not what this podcast is about. I simply bring him up because it was funny as fuck. All the memes, the commentary, the this, the that, the conversations around it really had me going. And you couldn't help but like, I guess, be sucked into the bullshit that was Derek Jackson when it happened. And then the other reason I bring it up is because it really fits how people be faking for the gram. Derek Jackson was out here telling the world that he was so faithful and this, that, and a third, and just giving you all the advice that in a sense, you were like, you weren't even living up to. So the Derek Jacksons of the world are the people those 15 articles I read for research were talking about when they were saying, stop comparing your life to strangers' lives because you don't know what's really going on. Overall, lump sum everything that glitters and have a, over 100,000 followers ain't fucking gold. Another aspect of social media I want to talk about is how it can affect friendships. Real friendships become online friends, some folks get FOMO, or some people push others away because their lives may seem perfect. After reading one article, it made me realize I lost sight of a few real friendships because I saw them online and their lives seemed fine. I stopped calling them as frequently as I should and I didn't take the time to really meet up with them in person, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, I guess. And it's been maybe two years with this one friend in particular that I have not seen in person, okay? And I'm slightly, I'll say, weirded out by the idea of actually texting her and being like, hey, girl, what's up? Do you want to hang out? And it's not weirded out in like a negative or bad way, but it's like weirded out in a, I'm not sure if we're still cool. I'm not sure if you're gonna receive this text message in the right way. And I don't even know if we're gonna link up and have a good time, you know? So I'm not sure if that sounds weird or if I'm the only one who experienced not talking to someone in person or really talking to someone at all for a, a longer period of time because of social media and not knowing how to jump back in the reality of the friendship because you haven't seen or really spoke with them in so long. I also read that some people get FOMO, and for the people who don't know what FOMO is, it's the fear of missing out. 
So I heard some people get FOMO when they find out that they were left out of a meetup, no matter if it's big or small. Now, me personally, (laughs) I've been on both sides of this, okay? And luckily for me, I was first on the side of being left out. I was able to process my feelings and how I felt about seeing it on Instagram that they hung out without me. And I was able to understand that just because they didn't invite me didn't mean they don't fuck with me. You know, sometimes people just link on random. And honestly, sometimes people just want to link up and freshen up on that particular friendship and bond alone. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know sometimes I like to hang out with only one friend so we can really, really catch up with no other distractions. And then other times you want to be in a group and have like a larger conversation. So it really just depends. But overall, most of the time, I really don't think it's hard feelings towards you if someone links up and you don't get the fucking invite. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you do feel some kind of way and you just really have to get that hurt off your heart, there is a way and a protocol to do things, okay? First, make sure you pick up your cell phone device and call your fucking friend. You know, have a calm, civilized conversation with them and let them know why you were upset or why you were hurt or whatever. But please, you guys, I can't stress this enough. Do not run to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, if that's your thing, and post subs about it. It is, once again, distasteful as fuck. And all it's going to do is make them look at you like a childish fucking quack. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to make them like, girl, like, it wasn't even that deep. Why are you tripping? Like, real fucking lax. And I'm positive. I feel like I'm positive that that's not the result that you want. So if that's not what you want, don't do that shit, okay? My last rant about the effects of social media and friendships is that no matter how seemingly good your friend life is going, please don't shy away from reaching out to them if you're feeling low or if you got something going on in your life. I know for me, I hate bringing my drama or negativity or whatever to my family and friends, especially when I know they're happy and got a whole bunch of good shit going on. I just feel like I'm raining on their parade and I'm like a burden or something. But then again, I have the audacity to get upset at my friends when they go through something and they don't tell me until like months or weeks later. I'm like, why the fuck you ain't tell me? Like, I'm here to like support you. I'm here to be a listening ear. And I guess that's hypocritical, whatever, and double standards, but I'm working on it. I'm working on being more open to people when I'm dealing with shit. Cause most of the time it's small shit, but you just really don't want to like, I don't know, be a negative Nancy to someone else's fucking life. I don't know. Is that weird? I feel like it is. Well, that pretty much sums up this episode. The big takeaways from this convo is to stop making excuses as to why you don't have time to hang out with someone, put forth real effort to connect with them in person, And don't be that creepy, I like every man or woman thirst trap picture person on Instagram. In a nutshell, I really hope this conversation provided some context to all those articles about the positive and the negative effects on social media and provided at least a little bit of laughter to your day. Like always, wrap it up, shield your heart, and keep the faith that someone is out there waiting for you.